Hello, this is Tanishka from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Thursday, the 10th of March. India recorded 4,575 new COVID-19 cases and 145 linked deaths in the last 24 hours. The total COVID tally stood at over 4 crore 29 lakh while the death toll crossed 5,15,000. Out of the 145 linked deaths, 100 were added as backlog in Kerala. As per the Health Ministry, active cases comprise 0.11% of the total infections. The Ministry of Health and Family Welfare said today that more than 16.24 crore balance and unutilized COVID-19 vaccine doses are still available with the states and union territories to be administered. The Election Commission today decided to relax the guidelines on victory possessions during and after the counting, withdrawing the blanket order on victory possessions due to COVID-19 in Goa, Manipur, Punjab, UP and Uttarakhand. Globally, COVID-19 has infected over 451 million people, claiming the lives of over 6 million. Results of the five states that voted for assembly elections are being declared today. In Uttar Pradesh, Yogi Adityanath is set to return to power as chief minister as his party, the BJP, has already crossed the halfway mark while counting. In Adityanath's home turf Gorakhpur, BJP is leading in all nine assembly seats. BJP and its allies have won 270 seats. The SP is at second spot with more than 128 seats, which is a big increase from the 47 seats it won in the last elections. In Punjab, AAP is making history with its first ever victory in the state. According to the trends available this evening, the party is leading in over 90 seats. Bhagwant Man, who will be the state's chief minister, won in Dhuri, which is the constituency he was contesting. Opposition heavyweights, such as former Chief Minister Captain Amarinder Singh, Congress's Charanjit Singh Channi and Navjot Singh Sidhu, and SAD's Bikram Singh Majitia lost from their seats. The counting of votes in Uttarakhand, meanwhile, is still underway in the 70 assembly segments across the state. BJP is set to return to power as it is currently ahead in 48 seats, which is 12 more than the required majority. The BJP seems to be heading towards a victory in Goa as well, where it is leading in 90 out of the 40 assembly seats. Three independent candidates have also vouched their support for the party. Goa Chief Minister Pramod Sawant won from Sanquilim by a very narrow margin, while independent candidate and Manohar Parikar's son Utpal Parikar lost in Panaji. In Manipur, the counting of votes is still underway, but the BJP has extended its leads to 26 states. The state has 60 assembly seats, out of which 31 need to be won by a party or alliance for a majority. Listeners, speaking of elections, 
The news laundry team was on the ground in the five pole bound states since January to get a sense of which way each state will vote. You can check out all the reports and interviews by heading to the Assembly Elections 2022 tab at www.newslaundry.com. With Yogi Adityanath's government flaunting the action it took against what it calls buildings linked to the mafia, my colleagues Akanksha Kumar and Shivangi Saxena visited Mao, where several traders alleged that a particular community had been targeted in an unlawful manner under the pretext of action against gangster-turned-politician Mukhtar Ansari. Do read their report on newslaundry.com titled Will Yogi Adityanath's Bulldozer Lead the BJP to Victory in UP? To continue bringing you stories such as these, we need your support. We don't depend on ads from the government or corporations. We're a reader-funded ad-free organization focused on bringing you news that is of public interest. Help us keep the spirit of independent news alive. Go to newslaundry.com and hit the red subscribe button on the top right corner of the screen. Lowest subscription starts at rupees 300 only. The Supreme Court today issued a notice to the center asking it to produce the files it had relied on to justify its decision to not renew the broadcasting license of Malayalam news channel Media One Baranbench reported The notice was issued on a plea challenging the Kerala High Court's decision to uphold the union government's decision on the grounds of national security The court also issued notice on the interim prayer of the channel which is to allow it to resume operations and fix the date of March 15 to hear the matter. The notice was issued by a bench of justices DY Chandrachur, Suryakant and Vikram Nath on the appeal by Madhyamam Broadcasting Limited which runs the channel. The Ministry of Information and Broadcasting had banned Media One after the Ministry of Home Affairs refused to give clearance to the channel, citing security reasons. The ban on the channel was upheld by a single bench of the Kerala High Court on February 9th. Dismissing the appeals by the management and journalists who had challenged the February 9th judgment. The ban on the station was upheld by a division bench of the Kerala High Court on March 2. It was stated by the High Court division bench of Chief Justice S Mani Kumar and Justice Shali P Chali that when certain issues with respect to the security of the state are concerned, the government is at liberty to decline to renew the permission granted without disclosing complete reasons for the non-renewal. On the basis of the report of the intelligence bureau and other investigating agencies the bench observed that in the files produced before it there are certain aspects affecting the public order or the security of the state The Congress's Goa unit has moved the Supreme Court against a Bombay High Court decision that had upheld the State Assembly Speaker's decision to dismiss two pleas seeking the disqualification of 12 MLAs as per a report by the bar and bench in 
ten Congress MLAs and two MLAs from the Maharashtrawadi Gomantak Party defected to the Bharatiya Janata Party. The Speaker rejected Congress's appeal for disqualification of the MLAs who had switched sides. The Bombay High Court's Goa bench upheld the Speaker's judgment on February 24th. According to the Hindustan Times, the petition filed by the Goa Congress head Girish Chodankar before the Supreme Court argued that the High Court's ruling went against the spirit of democracy. Chodankar's lawyer, advocate Vivek Tankha, argued in the High Court that the Speaker had erred in his interpretation of the fourth paragraph of the Constitution's 10th Schedule, which deals with the disqualification of MLAs. The Speaker's ruling, on the other hand, was upheld by the High Court. It was also argued by Chodankar that the order will encourage the use of money to change people's mandate. Defections both at the central and state level are dealt with under the 10th schedule of the Constitution. It states that a member of the House will be disqualified from serving if, after being elected, they give up the membership of their party or join another political party. This move by the Goa Congress comes during the vote counting for the 2022 State Assembly elections. Around 10 MLAs of the Opposition Congress staged a walkout from the Gujarat Assembly today when Speaker Nima Ben Acharya denied their request for a zero-hour to discuss two incidents of attack on women, NDTV reported. MLA Punja Wanch urged the Speaker to discuss the two instances that occurred on March 8th celebrated as the International Women's Day as soon as the House proceedings began this morning. According to Wanch, women Congress workers who gathered at a ground in Gandhinagar on March 8th to protest against the ruling BJP over the issue of women's safety were allegedly manhandled and thrashed by some policemen. The MLA also brought up the issue of a mob attack on a female police sub-inspector on a court campus in Ahmedabad's Karanj area on March 8. Despite the attack on a woman SI, Wanch claimed that police had taken no action against the perpetrators. As Russian forces intensified their siege of Ukrainian cities, an airstrike on a maternity and children's hospital in the port city of Mariupol in Ukraine killed three people, including a child, according to a BBC report. President Volodymyr Zelensky said that people were trapped under the wreckage and he called the attack a war crime. Local officers said that some 17 people were also injured, including staff and patients. The deputy mayor of Mariupol told the BBC and I quote, We don't understand how it's possible in modern life to bomb a children's hospital. People cannot believe that it's true. Unquote. 18 attacks on medical facilities have been confirmed by the World Health Organization since the Russian invasion began two weeks ago. The UN claims to have verified 516 civilian deaths in Ukraine, but believes the true number is considerably higher. 
Russia maintains that it does not target Ukraine civilian infrastructure. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you are listening from. See you tomorrow. All the news laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.